Hi everybody and welcome to that Sober Couple podcast. Today we're on the road. We are traveling between uh, Catalina and Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, this is uh, John Picard, Lisa's partner in, uh, in life and on this podcast, that's Sober Couple. Uh, as as uh, Lisa pointed out, she is driving and I am the passenger and uh, that is because I can't drive and, and uh, we'll discuss that later in another podcast. So, uh, you know, Oh, that's another tuned. day? That's another day. That's, that's a rainy day topic? That, well, that's a, that's a, yes, that's a rainy day topic. Okay. So that'll be for another day. Don't forget though. <laughs> oh, I won't. I haven't and I never will. Okay. Welcome to That Sober Couple Podcast. I'm Lisa Twombly. And I'm John Picard. We met in sobriety and moved in together a month before COVID hit. And now we both work from home. We've reached the compromise of doing this podcast in place of Lisa's daily TED Talks on the couch. I'm a bit of a maverick. And I'm a traditional 12-stepper. And And together, together, we we are are That Sober sober couple. Couple. in time for our flight tomorrow and um, so that we can just relax and not be all pressured and jammed up and grumpy and just have some chance to chill out and return the rental car. So we're headed up there. I've never been to Phoenix. I've never been to Arizona. We've been here now since last week and we visited with John's family. I met his parents and several other members of his family that I've never met before because it's been COVID times and we got to have an awesome celebration of John's parents. Absolutely, it was was beautiful. And uh, I've been to Arizona multiple times. My parents have been uh, retired here for 22 years, I wanna say. So I've been to both Phoenix, Mesa and, uh, and Tucson. And without a doubt, this was the most enjoyable uh, trip to uh, Arizona uh, because of Lisa and uh, because of uh, celebrating my parents' 80th birthday and having just an enormous amount of family around and, uh, you know, discussing some some just joyous and, uh, and, you know, hard topics uh, as, of course, you know, uh, families with... um, Addiction issues, I guess you could say, uh, are, you know, there's always some drama that, that could occur. Wouldn't you say? I would say yes. And I, one of the things I have to say for me that I really enjoyed was that um, there's enough sober people in your family and enough awareness that there are people who choose not to drink. Uh, that there wasn't necessarily a whole lot of it going on. And that was really nice, especially in the house that we stayed in. It was really sweet to get to know people and and not have that element of discomfort or either that or like having to explain yourself because that just wasn't wasn't a topic the only person who really talked to me about sobriety directly actually were a couple different people and one because was because they're also sober and we actually got into a really beautiful meaningful deep spiritual conversation and just how much more aware we become of ourselves and others and emotionally etc when we're not drinking absolutely yeah it was uh it was uh, an uh a uh, 
abnormal Picard family reunion. I'll have to say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, most Picard family reunions that I have gone to, uh, or at least you know, Picard and extended family, um, have been uh, fairly um, well. They've been drunk fests, uh, drunk fests, for the most part, and uh, I I have vague memories of uh, of, of them uh, because of my you know my prior substance use um so it was nice to uh be around family it was beautiful to be around family to have those connections to have meaningful conversations uh with people that you know i really hardly had meaningful conversations in the past with so you know this uh this thing called sobriety is is really uh, an amazing thing when you can be present uh with uh with even uh, your family, uh, which is uh, which is beautiful. So yeah, I was uh, absolutely excited to have Lisa meet um, a lot of my family and uh, and have good conversations and and just celebrate uh, celebrate the life of, of you know two people that I adore that I love um, that have you know just uh, supported me through thick and thin, and uh, I was uh, truly. Uh, truly happy that she got to meet them and on their 80th birthday which is beautiful I loved it too because the, we had this house that we rented so several of us were all in the same house as I'd said and it wasn't that far away from his parents so they popped over here and there and they came over every night for dinner that we didn't go out and when, when we did the birthday party and everyone was singing happy birthday it was most of us also had our camera you know camera phone videos out taking a video of your parents and just how happy they were and how pleased and emotional it was for them to be able to be celebrated and everybody there was just present and joyful and it was really really sweet I really loved that part. I loved, too, that there was a cribbage tournament, and the first person I got to play, actually the only person I got to play because he beat me, was your dad. And he was pretty impressed because I, I had him going for for most of the game. And then he got a 24-point hand and another crib that was crazy, and or whatever the max is that you can get. I can't even remember. So he was pretty happy with himself by the end of that. It was a good... It was a good chance for us to get to know each other better. Yeah, it was a great way to start this vacation. Um, you know, uh, just having a ball. The first Airbnb uh, that uh, that I've stayed in, and it was great. It was uh, it was really, you know, interesting to be able to rent a house like that and have everybody stay and have everybody come over. We had a large, you know, gathering of, of about 15, 16 of us. Um, for the the main birthday party and it was just it was it was really special and really enjoyable and and uh it was a great way to start this uh vacation um you know we have not gone anywhere uh in over two years uh because of uh because of COVID and because we um we appreciate the fact that we have lives now and we enjoy our lives and we want those lives to to continue on so we took COVID very seriously uh, so this is the first time that we've been out and about uh, with other people um, and it was it was you know just special and I, I'm thrilled that you know we were able to enjoy and be present 
and, uh, you know, just hang out, you know, hang out without a beer in my hand. Who would have thought? Uh, definitely not me, uh, but now I do. And, uh, you know, and to have, uh, to have you join in on that sober fun with my family was, uh, was just awesome. It was great. Yeah, we had a great time for sure. I really had a lot of fun talking. One of your um, family members has another family member of hers on another side of the family. And, and a lot of our conversation was based around sober lifestyle and all the interesting and fun things that her family member is doing with her life now that she's sober. And she's been sober for most of her adult life. And you know, we talked for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And I learned a lot about this person and the choices that she's made differently, all the traveling that she's done and how deeply involved she is in yoga and mindfulness meditation and all sorts of things that just really make her happy. And this um, older relative of John's was talking about how lovely it was that she went with this, I think it was her niece, went with her traveling some or, or saw her when she had just gotten back and just how fulfilled and happy she was in her life and I guess that's really if I were to say there's a point to this whole conversation it's been a bit rambling we're on the road so I guess that's what it should be but to me the thing that strikes me is just you know I started off talking about how we're on the road from Tucson to Phoenix and our flight doesn't leave for almost 24 hours now but we're planning ahead because we don't want to get ourselves in a pinchy situation or feel rushed or just not enjoy all of our time and it's that kind of mindfulness that to me comes with sobriety especially long-term sobriety where it's like why would I set myself up for a situation where I'm going to be irritable or out of sorts or frustrated with my partner when it's so I have the mental capacity and the desire to think ahead and make those plans and then have it go better like I just love that I think that's my point for this episode what do you think John what's the point you know I uh, I agree with you Um, being prepared and, and planning ahead and know doing all of those things that I just didn't do um, you know I have that that peace of mind that I know even if some kerfuffle happens to happen uh, with this vacation that we'll work it out Uh, and we're not going to get stressed and and angry at each other and we're not going to resent each other and we're going to work together uh, and we're going to do it in a way that is uh, supportive and will get us to where we need to go and and do it in a kind and loving manner and and do it together um, which uh, you know which sobriety has shown me works uh, it just does when you're present and uh, communicative and uh, expressing how you're feeling because you know it's not just actions uh, that that uh, uh, provide results. It's it's how you're feeling and how you're feeling about those actions. Um, you know, using your emotions is something that I just didn't do, and now now I get to now I get to do now I get to use those emotions and, and understand where they where they come from and how they affect my decision making. 
And the beautiful thing is I get to communicate all of those things with you uh, so that we don't get into areas of dysfunction. Uh, you know, that, because that easily is a road that if I was still in, uh, if I still was not sober, uh, is an easy road to go down. That road of dysfunction and not communicating and just I'll fucking do it myself. Yeah, you get that. Sometimes, sometimes you do. Yeah. And it's so interesting now that, because I, I feel like we, you know, without paying enough attention, it's easy or, I don't even know if it's easy. It just feels like it's sort of like a well-worn path, right? So it seems like it can be automatic to slide back into stuff that really doesn't work but it's so familiar that it seems easy because you don't have to think about it or because you don't have to have those feelings of being challenged or uncomfortable and I, I love that idea when you talked about that I think this is a great topic because understanding your feelings like you have to actually feel them and experience them and let them run their course fully in order to be okay with the idea that you don't have to numb them and you don't have to hide from them and you don't have to try to, you know, I, I, I have started thinking about it as bullying myself, like trying to force myself out of or into certain feelings or expressions that aren't true for me in that moment. And I think that part of the long-term sobriety aspect of having a good long-term healthy relationship is becoming empathetic enough, compassionate enough with yourself. Because when you, if, if you're struggling with something and you say to me in some form or fashion, I'm struggling with this or this is bothering me, then I'm automatically can listen differently. And that's huge. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today for part one of the road from Tucson to Phoenix and the very first ever episode of That Sober Couple podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with part two of the road from Tucson to Phoenix, where we'll go deeper on the topics of feelings, self-awareness, and our appreciation for a boozeless flight. We hope you'll join us again then. I'm Lisa Twombly. And I'm John Picard. And together, we are That Sober Couple. couple. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Original music, Good Company, was written and performed by Hallie Elwell and Dave Brophy. You can find Hallie and Dave's individual music projects on all streaming platforms.